Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to announce the selections for this year's Podcast All-Stars. Second-time All-Star and leading vote-getter is the only show to mix in lefty politics, Brit and Brow. Four-time All-Star and last year's MVP from the worldwide leader, it's Raised by Wolves. Most improved podcast and three-time All-Star, sporting a brand new logo, Wolves Wired. Multi-time All-Star representing the athletic for the first time, a You Betcha Basketball. And a total shocker, first-time All-Star, we never thought they'd make it this far. Let's hear it for Wolvescast. Welcome to episode 68 of Wolvescast, the show that has graduated from caring about the Rising Stars roster. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm your 24-second Scott Clock. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's another episode of Wolvescast. We're here for you. We are talking Timberwolves, and uh, it's time for another show. Thanks for joining us. It's been a very eventful week. Oh, yeah. They, are, they all seem to be, I guess. Yes. This season is just hurling by us. Yeah. Going to be a uh, trade deadline here soon. All-star game. Man, we're going to miss these days, Neil. Yeah, things things are heating up. Uh, team's playing well. Everything's going uh, well. We uh, we appreciate you listening to our show right now. Very cool. Thank you so much for being here with us. We do a weekly show here at Wolvescast. If this is your first time joining us, thank you very much. If you are a repeat all the time listener, shout out to you for being awesome always. Thank you. We're coming. We're coming. Today on the show, we are going to recap the past week, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the all-star teams, um, have been chosen, um, and, uh, Steph and LeBron have, have picked their, picked their squads. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has had a big week. Um, so we have, you know, we got to talk about him, you know. Drew Wiggs, man. Right. He finally listened. We have a sponsor. We're going to do cold takes, bring you the freezing cold, Burr. shivering, shivering takes. Very appropriate for this snowy week. We have weekly wolfies. We have a game. It's all in this episode of Wolf's Cast. And we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. No. At all. There's no way. There's no, no nothing way. Nothing to mention those other sports that will let you it. down. We over that. We, we welcome that. all the people who got let down and are ready for a team that will only pick you up. Your yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Come on in. The bandwagon has plenty of space yeah. for everybody. And you know the water's fine. That's right. So let's quickly talk about uh, last the last week uh, since we um, since we have recorded this show. The Wolves have gone two and two, um, lost in Houston, um, got the win um, uh, at home against Toronto, and then uh, kept the winning ways going uh, in LA, and then unfortunately lost on on uh, Wednesday night um, in Portland. And uh, we're currently recording this uh, during the. Golden State TNT game. So, yeah. That's the crazy thing. We're not. We're starting this podcast at 9 p.m. A little early. A little inside. Game's uh, about to tip. See how the sausage is made. We're usually recorded a little bit earlier than this on Thursday nights. But the game doesn't even tip till 9.30 local time. Late one. Late one. Night owls. Okay. So, the team's been uh, playing pretty well. 500 ball in the last week. Big news, obviously. Jimmy Butler out. I don't know if he's playing in the game that is currently happening or about to currently tip. He's questionable. He's got the knee soreness. Um, but the team, unlike at the beginning of the season, has fared pretty well with him out of the lineup, right? 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, compared to the two games where we got yeah. blown out by the Pacers exactly, and yeah. the Pistons yeah. for like the two worst losses of this year, Oof. yeah, it's nice to actually win against two quality teams. Toronto, one of the best teams in the league this year. Top five team all season. And uh, the Clippers, who have been struggling, but are definitely looking like they could be a fringe playoff team in the West. Yes. And, so, and then that one's on the road, too. So to beat both of them was very nice. Um, obviously, uh, we did both of those without Jamal Crawford, who is also out. Jamal Crawford comes back, and we promptly lose the next game. I'm <laughs> oh, not no. trying to say it's Jay Crossover's fault. It's not his fault. fault. It's not, not his fault. fault. No. It's Damian Lillard's fault. Too many threes. But, uh, yeah, it was good Good to see the, the team be able to get, get wins when Butler's been out of the lineup. I mean, right when you saw that he would be out, you know, especially against good teams, like you're saying, against Toronto and and um, the Clippers, uh, you know, Portland's good as well. But, you know, the, especially those two teams, you think, oh, boy, here we go. But for them to hold on and, you know, be able to be able to still, uh, you know, you know, continue to win. That is very impressive, I think. And it kind of shows that's another example of the growth of this team over this year in the first few weeks of the season. No way. That was not something they could do. But now uh, here in January, the middle of January, um, you know, that's not such a daunting task anymore. They're more of a cohesive team. They're better than they used to be. So it, it, that's nice. And, you know, I think we're hitting Golden State at the right time. I know this game will be over by the time you hear it. Yeah. But I just think we're hitting them at a good time because the team is in discord right now. All-star teams have been chosen. That's right. And the team has been split up. <laughs> That's going to take us into a little segment that we like to call Full Court Press. Here's the tip. The teams are out there. Uh, so, obviously, big news. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, he has been named to his first ever all-Star Game, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you congrats, Cat. Yes, Cat, you did Good it. Good job, you finally did. here. You I thought you it. could have gotten it in previous years. <laughs> My girlfriend says I look good. So Towns is in for the first time. Jimmy Butler in for the fourth time. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. Butler was something of a lock. Towns maybe more of a fringe guy, but he made it anyway. We we were we were confident they'd both make it. Yeah, you're you're right. exactly right. Towns is the only one I wasn't super confident in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I think sometimes people form their opinions in the first couple weeks of the season yeah, and then true. don't watch the team. So mm. I wasn't sure if people were going to notice how he's been playing at an all-star level since early December. Um, but, hey, I shouldn't have doubted. Uh, the coaches made the right picks for the reserves there, and I'm happy to see it because I think Towns definitely deserves it this year. Yeah, and uh, as of today, as we record this, we have uh, you know the new wrinkle in this year's um, All-Star Game with the top two vote-getters picking their teams. we got captains picking teams. We've got Team LeBron and Team Stefan, um, and they pick squads today. And uh, sure enough, Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, both on the same team. They're going to be on Team Stefan. So they're, they're teammates yet again. Black team. The, the black team. That's right. I, I read that LeBron got to pick first because he's the loading, leading vocator. Okay. But that meant Steph got well, to pick the jersey. He got to pick the jersey color. Oh, really? So, yeah, Steph, Steph picked black. I'm surprised he didn't pick white like his dad's shoes. <laughs> um, I think I can tell you who LeBron picked first. It was Kevin Durant. Probably. Probably first pick. Because or Davis. All the other Warriors are on Steph's team. Draymond yes. and Clay are still with Steph. But the way I see it is LeBron probably picked Durant first. And then Curry probably picked Antetokounmpo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing third pick was Kyrie. Or Harden, or Harden. I, well, okay, maybe Harden. But I picked, I'm guessing third pick was either Kyrie or Davis. And then the third pick for Curry was either Harden or Antetokounmpo. Yeah. I think the last starter to go was DeMar DeRozan, who is on Curry's team. All right. So I think it's exciting. Some highlights from this. Team LeBron can run out a lineup that's LeBron, Boogie, 
Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. How crazy is that going to look? Big team. And we got Big Westbrook squad. on that team, which is a great pick. We talked about last week how he'd be our first pick of the reserves because he's a two-time defending All-Star Game MVP. I think it's also funny that LeBron has Kevin Love on his team. Some speculated he'd be the last pick. Kevin and LeBron is keeping the chemistry right in the Cavs locker room. They pick Kyrie and Love. Pick and Love. So, Neil, <laughs> what are some things that stand out for you with this lineup? Yeah, I mean, I like, yeah, definitely the number one thing, obviously, is that LeBron and Kyrie, like LeBron picked Kyrie as a starter. Like, that's awesome. You know, that's, that's really fun and like a main reason why this thing needs to be televised. That had to be a great moment. I just have to know what number he was picked in. Did LeBron say, I draft the kid? <laughs> <laughs> call him the kid. Yeah, what do they call them when they say it? They just like yeah. shorthand nickname. You'll say the full name. Apparently, they were just on a conference call together, um, you know, with not many other people in the Let room. Let me listen so, into that conference call. Yeah, really give us that. Um, but yeah, I think things are pretty even. I like how, you know, everything got all mixed up. Um, you know, I, but I just think overall, it will, more so than who they picked, I think it will just sort of. I think the the league did a good job with adding this in, you know, in an attempt to make the game more, you know, interesting. You Less know? of a one hundred and seventy eight to one hundred and sixty eight <laughs> exhibition of dunking. Yeah, I don't know. It's super interesting to me though. How will this change the game? Will hopefully they... they'll play with a little yeah. bit more pride, a little yeah. bit more edge on defense or something? Probably not. I mean, it's the All Star game. No one wants to get hurt playing defense, <laughs> so probably not. But at the same time, I'm I'm very happy to see Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid same team. Ooh, that's Teammates. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. They're the they're the main bigs uh, there with Horford. Uh, but yeah, I li- you're right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, those those guys are on the same team. But and I like the coaches. I think the coaches are have an obligation to run out as many weird lineups as they can. Right. Which is something to keep you interested, even if the teams aren't playing defense or trying too hard. Which is the drag against most years is at least the yeah. the coaches could be like, okay, let's put out a, a, an all big lineup. Let's like you put were out, saying, yeah, yeah. Let's put out like four guards and Carl Anthony Towns and see what happens. <laughs> You know, let's put Curry out there with, uh, let's see, James Harden, Dame Lillard, Kyle Lowry, and Towns and see how that goes. But yeah, I think the teams are are really are really um, you know interesting, and I think it's it's just cool that you know the Wolves have two All Stars the first time since two thousand four when uh, Garnett and Cassell um, were the representatives from Minnesota. So it's now just the Wolves overall have cool thing. seven All Stars in their team history. Neil, can you name the <laughs> other five? I mean, Zerbiak. Uh, do we say Googs? Googs, Googs one. Um, uh, wait, do you mean besides Cassell and 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 KG? No, I meant besides Towns and Butler. Okay, so, so Cassell, KG, and um, the fifth one is going to be Kevin Love. That's right. There it is. That's the history. <laughs> so adding two people really does extend our history of all stars. It's been yeah. a very <laughs> meager history. So excited about that. Um, and yeah, it's 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 fun. You know, we are a playoff team now. We're third best team. In the West, some power rankings have us third best team in the league, so it's fun now to be able to enjoy the spoils of having all-stars in the main game. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. It's not just Rising Stars games anymore, Neil. We don't care about the Rising Stars no, game. That used to be the main, at- uh, dra- the main attention getter for us was like, oh, Rising Stars games. Levine's in the slam dunk contest. You know, Kevin Love's in the three-point shooting contest. If you're a non-playoff team, the Rising Stars game is where it's at. That's right. You guys are in there. It's, it's the hope game, I guess, is, is, is maybe what it is, because these young guys are, oh, look what they could be. Shouts to Chris Dunn. He made it. Didn't make it as a rookie. Made made the Rising Stars team as a sophomore. Good for him. I'm proud of him. That's right. Um, Cool. Anything else on All-Stars? I just want to say that, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, you're an All-Star. Get your game on. Go play. (laughs) He's hitting up. All right. Right now we're going to talk about Andrew Wiggins. He has had an incredible week. 
He's not really filling in for Jimmy Butler because they're both starters on this team. But as Jimmy has been out, he's been really upping his usage. His, uh, Andrew's usage rates is uh, shot up to 31%, which is huge, up from uh, his normal 23%. I believe uh, usage rate is sort of... You know, advanced analytics for how you, um, you know, it's measured by, you know, when a play is ended by a certain player, either shooting the ball, either missing or making a basket or turning the ball over. So basically, if you end, if a play ends with the ball in your hands, um, then that's usage for you. So Andrew's um, usage has gone up um, this week in the last three games. He's been averaging 31 points on 57% shooting, um, and he's shooting 40% from three, and he's shooting five threes a game. So, um, Lots of lots of buckets going in for for Drew Wiggins right now. Shouts to Britt Robson, man. He probably is not listening, but maybe he is. <laughs> probably not. I read his most recent article because I am now a subscriber to the Athletic. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he Good was stuff. talking about how it's nice to see that Andrew hasn't been. He's been less this season. You know, we haven't been getting as much out of him as we have in seasons past. Back too. And he said it's nice to see that it's not because of any erosion of his skills. It was just him. It's more the role that he's playing this year, and that. With Jimmy out, Andrew can step up and still play that role that he's played in previous years as primary scorer, primary go-getter of those buckets. And, you know, I think he's improved, obviously, in his defense and his passing this year has been a lot better. Um, I mean, he could still frustrate us, you know. He's probably mm. one of the more, uh, besides Jeff Teague, probably the most controversial player on the Wolves. I True. have recently become a member of Reddit. I know I'm... <laughs> Like 10 years too late to the party there, but like watching Wolves Reddit, uh, there's a lot of uh, discord over Andrew oh, Wiggins no. on there. So I'm happy to see it. I'm always, I feel like there's something wrong with me. This is probably why I've been a Timberwolves fan for so long, is that like I cheer for the underdog. Like when Ricky was here, I was like, no one understands Ricky. And now it. that uh, Wiggins is the one that's under the, you know, under fire, I'm like, Wiggins is way better than people think he is. And I don't know if that's just the contrarian me. I've always been the guy who plays the devil's advocate, but I've always just felt like people are way over uh, or way underestimating, you know, their, their takes on Wiggins. They've overshot too much and, uh, and that he's a better player than everyone's been giving him credit for this year. So it's vindicating for me to see him stepping up in a big way. It's been a renaissance week for him. It's been a, oh, yeah, remember Wiggins? Like, kind of week, like, even though it's, you know, been just mostly scoring the ball and stuff, but it, he has kind of reminded everybody after, you know, a really bad December what he's still capable of. You know, I don't think this is the player he is, and I don't think the player that we saw in December is the player he is. He's somewhere between there, and, you know. So, it, it, but it, it, I think that this has been a good way for, like you're saying, people to sort of realize that a little bit. And maybe, you know, with any luck, when Jimmy comes back, Andrew will have a little bit more confidence in, in yes. of asserting himself in a way that will mesh with Jimmy when he comes back because he, you know, see him play and play like this is kind of a revelation. It's like, oh, he really has been dialing it back, you know, because of Jimmy. Well, and there's so many things too that he can still, he won't get as many shots. His usage will go back down, but there's so many things I think he can take from this stretch of games. Just how um, you mentioned the the ball movement, the passing, the the, mm-hmm. the the finding open shooters. That's something that we haven't seen a lot of this season. It's been slowly coming on, but he's been really been able to do that recently. So yeah, I it, like that a lot. I it think has that's been coming he can, on he can take. because yeah. that was the thing about December is that as disappointing as as December was, we saw his progression in court vision and playmaking where he would drive mm-hmm. to the hoop and then when a second defender comes on him. In years past, we've seen Andrew Wiggins go, oh, two guys on me. Let's try and dunk over them both. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, there's Taj who's open. Yes. Uh, let me just dump it to him or something. So uh, that's been very encouraging 
because Andrew's court vision has been notoriously bad the last few seasons. And to see him now making those really smart reads and passes is very encouraging. And his shot selection is the other thing I want to see continue to be like it is because obviously that's the knock on Wiggins settling for mid-rangers. Whereas in the last couple of games, he's been so successful driving the ball, doing the sort of Euro step, you know, the, the, I don't know what you would call it, but the move where he kind of takes the ball and like loops it over your head, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of like yeah. puts two hands on it and pulls it over your head and then lays it in. That's been unstoppable. So I hope that that is also something he can take and bring um, into the games when Jimmy is back as well. Is I'm going to drive the ball to the hoop, or I'm going to cut to the hoop, and I can I can finish at the rim. Do you think he has more space with Nemanja on hey, the floor than with Jimmy on the floor? Hey, Nemanja is another one who's been fantastic. He's getting um, that starting nod at the three spot, which is fun to see Nemanja play the three. Yeah, maybe like there's just a little Bielitsa. bit. Maybe there's just a little bit more space in the lane with Bielitsa out there. I don't know. I think you're right. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. We um, keep keep He's going. on fire. Yes, on fire. We got one more thing to talk about here in full court press, and it is uh, this tough stretch the Wolves are in right now. As you're listening to this, uh, they're right smack dab in the middle of it. They have five games and seven nights. Let's Scott. pause there. Yeah. Let's pause there. Yeah. If we were playing the worst team in the league, five games and seven nights, that's like two or three schedule losses. That's still hard. You know, it's really hard. It's hard for me, Neil, just to watch all of these. The opponents hardly matter in this mess when you have five out of seven. And it's it's five out of seven, but they're in a different city every single night. Yeah, even when they come home, it's just one night at home. Get home, get out. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe the toughest stretch of the season. I know we got a tough stretch in March that we've been kind of eyeballing as well. But five games and seven nights, I mean, thank God the NBA has fixed the schedule where we don't see this as often as we have in the past. But, man, how tiring, you know? Two back-to-backs in this thing, too. So. Oh, yeah, and like you said, we're taking jets all over the place. So, tough week, very tough week um, for these players. And it's even tougher without Jimmy there to, you know, give some players rest. Um, so, we've already seen the first game at Portland. Tonight is at Golden State, the second half of a back-to-back. My hope is we were lazy against Portland defending that three because we were too focused on tonight's game. And we'll be ready. But uh, that's a charitable reading. Also charitable is hoping that Jimmy Butler rested last night so he can come back tonight. Yeah, really. And have some fresh legs against the Warriors. But then we have Brooklyn at home. Hopefully that's going to be a good game because they punked us in Brooklyn. And I think that we got to be out for revenge if we have any pride on this team. At Atlanta, hopefully that'll be an easy game. They are one of the worst teams in the league. And then at Toronto, which is normally a tough thing. We talked about how they're one of the best teams in the league, but customs, hold up. You know customs. Who, you, you know who uh, in White Vegas, you know, also hurting people. But you know who uh, loves playing in Toronto? Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. I know somebody. I know a guy. Shout the Drew Wiggs, man. <laughs> Right, he, he, he beat him at home, you know, he beat him at home, and he's a guy who loves his city, wants to show out. His, uh, besides the Cleveland Cavaliers, there's probably no team that Andrew Wiggins tries harder against than the Toronto Raptors. Right. So he's going to, you know, he's going to have all his friends and family in attendance for that game. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Wiggins will give us another 40 point performance that night. Yeah, and those, but, you know, that, those last two games at Atlanta on Monday, um, you know, at Toronto on Tuesday, those are. You know, away, away, back to back. It's just crazy. I mean, Atlanta and Toronto, not very close to each other. Either. Yeah, that's that's many hours on the plane. Then you got to get out and then you got to, you know, do customs and keep it all moving. So it's just a mess. There's a reason they call him Maple Jordan. <laughs> that's right. He'll show up. He'll uh, show up. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, already already dropped one of those games. Uh, obviously, there'll be dogs uh, tonight in uh, as we record this in Golden State. So. 
you know, hopefully they can get revenge on Brooklyn and then get one of the two, I guess, in the back-to-back is what you hope for there. Yeah, that was the disappointing thing about uh, the Portland game is they just yeah. trounced us on three-point shooting. So that doesn't give you a lot of hope going into Golden State. Kind of makes me wonder if the Butler thing is planned. I know there's a lot of mystery on the Butler injury. Yeah. You know, he may have had an MRI, according to Tibbs. Um, but there's also lots of buzz that, you know, but, you know he's, he's questionable, f- again, for this Golden State game. I'm, I'm assuming he will be either be back against Golden State or against Brooklyn on Saturday. But I just wonder if, like, a lot of this is just, like, we're planning this out. You're going to miss three games um, here because we got this crazy stretch and we need you for most of it or whatever. So Do I, you want the I truth, Neil? Uh, sure. Because well, I've got the scoop you here. Got, you got the I've got inside, the inside scoop. information. Yeah, you got a little birdie. Uh, Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler would never not play a game <laughs> for any clever reasons. That's not part of their MO. Right. They're not like, hey, this would be good for your knees if you just took a rest. This is a lot of stuff. Jimmy Butler will play with one leg if he had to. If he could get clearance. And Tom Thibodeau would play an injury. He tried to play Luol Dane with like the spinal tap for a few years back. He played Omar Ashik with a broken leg. He's not going to not play a guy just to be like, hey, he needs some rest. This would be a good idea, a clever idea to rest him right here. That's not this team. All right. Jimmy and Tom, they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. If they could go, they would, they would go. Nothing's changed with yeah. that man right so, there. It's, you know, I would like to think Tom Thibodeau has an eye on players' rest and being clever and being like, you know, this will be good for Jimmy long term, but he's never shown that it's capability in his entire dream. life. So yeah. not the case. All right. Well, let's hope the Wolves do well in this five-game stretch. Get a few dubs here. Yeah, we'll have a lot of games to talk about on next week's pod. All right, let's pay some bills. Time to get to our sponsor. Uh, Today we have a wonderful sponsor. It is... It is a book, Scott. Today, our sponsor is none other than a book. Um, we have very literary fans here. Oh, yeah. We got, we got a very heady crowd. Everybody likes to read We books love basketball books. On paper. Um, and uh, today's book, um, today's sponsor is a book from Mr. Scott Layden, none other than the assistant GM? GM? I think he's GM. I think Thibodeau's president of basketball operations. Yeah, the, the actual terms. coach. In general manager Scott Layden has written a book, and uh, we're promoting it here on the show. It is Scott Layden's Law Book, A Drama-Free Way to Be. It's been a very drama-filled week in the NBA. Wow. It seems like there's more stories about what's going on off Every the court day, than on the court. Every day, there's a new one. Every day, a new team meeting. Closed doors, team players only meeting. Players meeting with their owners. People are angry at Kevin Love for being sick for a game, even though they were fine with Derrick Rose quitting for two weeks. We got so much drama in the league right now. Woj's phone is blowing up. He's tweeting it all out. He's getting messages and um, still has me blocked on Twitter. Come on, Woj. I'm sorry, all right? You changed your handle. I should be able to be unblocked when you change your handle. Even good teams have drama. This Damian like, Lillard going to meet with Paul Allen. That's what I'm saying. They go, they're, they, we got, we got all the different flavors of drama happening in the league right now. But as you might have noticed, this stuff isn't touching the Timberwolves basketball team. The biggest drama of the week was Jimmy Butler insulting Tyus and Taj in his Instagram All Star announcement, and both of them replying with <laughs> barbs all, back. It's all tongue in cheek. It's all fun and games um, here in Minnesota with with our team. But there is some drama around the league, and um, you know, if you pick up uh, Scott Layden's book, uh, A Drama-Free Way to Be, this book is going to give your team, your franchise, some tips on um, you know how to make sure you stay out of the news, you stay out of Woj's tweets, that kind of thing. So there's a couple different laws here that we just want to run through real quick um, to make sure that you can keep your organization together throughout an entire season. Chapter 1 is about no passive-aggressive subtweeting. 
social media today. It's a, it's a minefield. It's such a tempting way, you know, when you're it's late at night and you're tired. Maybe you've had a few drinks, haven't thought it through. You can just impulsively send out a tweet that is subtweeting maybe Kevin Love if you're LeBron James or any of your other players. So the first rule is social media, not for subtweeting. Don't be passive aggressive. Another law in uh, Layden's Law Book is to just hash it out in person. You know, there is not a lot of value to be had in um, bringing things to the media, to bringing things out in public. Airing your dirty laundry is not something that is recommended in Layden's Law Book. I know most of the NBA players are millennials now, but yep. still, face-to-face is the way to go. Way to go. Another great rule, Chapter 3, is called Three Hands When a Man Goes Down. Three. That means one too many. That's right. When a player falls down, you should have three teammates come up to lift that player back up. up. You don't want to have an incident with Kevin Love sitting on the floor and then Spurs Deontay Murray having to help him up because number of his own players did. It's a sign of respect when a guy goes down, you hustle over there, lift him up. I don't care how tired you are. Another law, no agents allowed. That's right. This is pretty much how the media gets a hold of a lot of these nuggets of what went down. You know, they, they hear it from the agents. Did you so, hear? Kawhi yeah. Leonard doesn't want to be on the Spurs? Oh. Kawhi Leonard didn't say that. Kawhi no. Leonard doesn't talk. No. We know this. He's a silent mute player. This is all stuff drummed up by the agents, by the team, by the you know the personnel, the posses around these people. They keep crews. They keep people who, you know, tight-knit. But really, this is where the leaks happen, folks. So make sure that you, you, you don't allow these people to be in these intimate settings uh, where you don't need any leaks. Also in the book, Layden's legendary mandatory hug sessions. Oh, this is huge in the book. He physical mentions it so contact. many times. There's nothing quite out. like physical contact. A hug mm. is carthotic. Mm. You can start it as an aggressive, angry hug. By the time you let go, it is a passive, warm embrace. Yes, indeed. And finally, one more um, in the law book that we have to bring to you today is no snitching. Straight up. Just um, keep it to yourself. What happens in this organization stays in the organization. No way can you let this out to your agent, to your friends, to your lady, whatever it might be. No snitching. Keep it airtight. And, you know, we don't want to reveal everything. There's lots no. of other chapters. That's just a yeah, taste the book. of what you'll get. But check out any of your book retailers in person. I know all physical stores are going away. So you'll probably just order it on Amazon because it's three bucks cheaper. It's Layden's Law, A Drama-Free Way to Be by Scott Layden. Check it out, everybody. Thank you very much to Layden's Law for sponsoring this episode of Wolf's Cast. Time to get to Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? That's right, everybody. It's snowy here in Minneapolis. Although it's not very cold. It might be 40 tomorrow. Hoping some of that snow sticks around, though, just so those out-of-towners coming in for the Super Bowl can think that we're tough people for having all the snow on the curbs and everything like that. And because we're from Minnesota, we're not about those hot takes. We're not saying LeBron James needs to be traded at the deadline. We can't do that. It's against our nature um, here in Minnesota. So We'll give you the opposite. For example, the Grammys this weekend. The Best Album Award will not go to the Best Album of the Year. I'll tell you that. They're going to give it to the wrong person. That is a cold take because they do it every single year. The Grammys are this weekend? I believe so. All right. That's how little I pay attention to the Grammys because I know. Cold take. Cold take. They're going to give it to the wrong person. Cold takes in the house. I'm going to get us started off here. We're, we uh, we put one man on the clock, and uh, that's all the time you get to spout your, your freezing cold take. Um, 
Scott, will you uh, hit a drop for me right here? All right. Brr. My first cold take. The 2018 All-Star jerseys are boring. That's right. They're a little boring, you guys. I don't know if you've seen them or not, but uh, they're essentially monochrome white, monochrome black. You know, very very pickup basketball. I get it. That's sort of the the vibe that they're going for right just now. Just the team logos on the front. No all star language. Just a logo, little Jumpman logo. That's exciting. Kia, Kia is a sponsor, but um, they're boring. They're just white. They're just black. There's not much going on there, and uh, they're just very simple, simplistic. You know, no colors of the all star team. No, no. LA vibes this year. The team is, uh, you know, the the game is happening in Los Angeles, but you know, nothing exciting, nothing Hollywood about these jerseys. They're just flat, black and white, and well, I think they're boring. I think they're they're kind of a bummer, but uh, I'll probably buy one anyway. So whatever. Neil, I can't help but agree. And listeners, if you want to know what I think are the ten, no, eleven mm. best NBA All Star jerseys of all time, Ooh. check out Canis Hoopus. We're introducing a new weekly feature called the Wolves Cast Digest. Oh, where we uh, have a lot of links, social media posts, and other interesting things that you may have missed this week on the Digest, which you can find at CanisHoopus.com right now. You will find my eleven favorite All Star jerseys, and most importantly, the worst All Star jersey of all time. <laughs> I love it. We got a power rankings on the web for you. Check it out at Canis Hoopus. All right, Scott, first cold take. You got it you got it locked and ready? Bundle up, Neil. Here, Here we, we go. go. My cold take. So the Wolves will probably not make a trade deadline deal. I know it's that time of year. Kemba Walker's on the market. Would you like Kemba Walker on your team? Ooh. Who wouldn't? But you know what? As much as we like to think, we like to fire up that trade machine. It's been something we've done for years because we've been a bad team, so the fan base has to look at other stuff. What kind of trades can we flip? What can we get? But ever since Thibodeau has run this team, we've had two trades. One for Jimmy Butler and one to get Ricky Rubio to the Jazz. Other than that, zero trades. Tom Thibodeau is not a trade guy. He's going to make his moves in the offseason. He doesn't make midseason moves. He likes the team that he has, and he doesn't want anyone coming in and messing up that chemistry. So, you know, once again, I understand the impulse. It's exciting to think about what we could get, you know, when we look at everyone talking about trades. But remember, everybody, it's not going to happen. Not for the Timberwolves. Tom Thibodeau does not make trades midseason. And uh, I don't want to discourage you from talking about it. It's fun, but it's not happening. Wow, no trades. That's, uh, that's so chill. That's I, so, I would like, like to be that's proven so, That's so relaxed. That's so, uh, you know, no Everyone big stay deal. in here. Everyone stay in here. Everyone stay in here. There's not a lot of wiggle room. And if somebody is going to be traded, it'll be in the offseason. All right. Cool. Well, I got another freezing cold take for you if you're ready for it. Burr. Neil, let's hear it. All right. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Nobody was snubbed from the all-star roster. That's right. I believe that the all-star roster is absolutely perfect. There's not one player that should be added to this team. There's not one player who probably, you know, is is there, you know, you know, wrongly. So, this team is is just absolutely perfect how it is and I don't think that there's anybody that really has a, you know, a real strong argument for why they should be on this team. You know, even guys, you know, Ben Simmons, um, you know, Andre Drummond, Lou Williams, Lou Williams, you know, these guys, I just don't think they really have an argument that's very strong. So, you know, I'm going to keep it cold right now and just let you know that there's no snubs this year. 2018, it was the year of no snubs. Lillard made it. You're I always, good to go. I always like to tell people, 
You think Andre Drummond should be an all-star. Who do you think shouldn't be? Pick some, if, it's easy to say X player should be an all-star. Lou Williams should be an all-star because it's easy to put them on the team, but it's hard to take players off. If you look at the team, try to find someone you would replace for Drummond or Lou. You can't do it. Yeah, I've, and that's um, that's what led me to my take. Chilly but true, Neil. Okay. Like all cold takes, the truth is there. All right. One You're, more, Scott. You go one more for us. One, you know, put your hats, your gloves. <laughs> hats, gloves, and coats, everybody. Scarf it up. My final cold take of the night. Carl Anthony Towns wanted to be an all-star this year. What? He likes to play it cool. Cold takes. He likes to play it cool. But he's like, oh, all-star games don't matter that much to me. Yet when the starters are announced, he, he tweets like how, how much BS it is. It's like, oh, I guess, you know, we don't, we're not looking at wins this season when we're awarding. And so, you know, he's always been a little passive-aggressive about it when he gets turned down for NBA all-NBA te- all teams or all-star teams. So it's laughable. It's laughable when he says he doesn't want to be on the all-star team. And I think we could see that when he had the Instagram post of his parents freaking out when he got it. He recorded his parents finding out. And then afterwards, it's the happiest I've ever seen Cat look is when he was doing the interview with the crown on his head afterwards. I've never seen the guy so happy. I'm happy for him. But my take is that he cared about it. He definitely cared about it. I know you want to be cool and say you don't care about it. But it's not cool, Cat, when we can tell you're lying. It's so obvious. (laughs) Yeah, I think think you're right there. He... uh... There's nothing wrong with that. He wanted to be there. You want fine. your players to want to be all stars, but first uh, time he wanted to be there. Uh, you know, we're just we're just not buying what you're selling, Cat. When you said you didn't want to be one, or all you right. didn't care. It's not that he said he didn't want to be an all star. He said he didn't care. Those were the most chilly, drama free, controversy free takes we could come up with. If you have any for us, hit us up on Twitter at Wolvescast. We'd love to hear what you think. Uh, you know, is cold in your world? What's what's simple? What's uh, non controversial to you? That's right. We're from Minnesota. No hot takes here. Oh, no. Let us know. No, we don't want those. All right. Well, here is another segment we do every week. You already know what it is. Bump it a bum. Fire up the music. <laughs> your weekly Wolfies. Wolfies in the house. Time to give out some awards. Indeed, um, these awards go to good or bad things that happened in the NBA world. They're very prestigious. Usually the Timberwolves world um, this week. And uh, yeah, those are our Wolfies. We'll, we'll, I'll get you started off here. My Wolfie goes to uh, legendary uh, announcer, NBA announcer, Marv Albert. You know, everybody loves him. Uh, yes. And uh, what's another one of his uh, catchphrases? He's amazing for, for making the word yes his catchphrase. He just owns yes. You know. He's uh, not the creepy. Oh, he is the creepy guy who like bit a prostitute. He, you know, he's a sex got, worker. I'm sorry, everyone. Sex he, worker. He's got some, uh, he's got some, uh, you know, some, some dark periods in his life, I think. But, you know, for Golden today, voice, though. Golden Voice is amazing on TNT, uh, working with different players and stuff. But um, today, it's another black mark for Marv Albert. Maybe not on the level that he's had in his past, but I'm just tired of him saying T-Wolves, Scott. I got a little sound drop for you. T-Wolves have the... T-Wolves are... The T-Wolves are... The T-Wolves... He said T-Wolves, so he called the game uh, last week on TNT against Houston... And he said T-Wolves every single time. And it just grates at me. We've talked about this on the show before, that T-Wolves is sort of a, it is a controversial sort of phrase for the team's nickname. 
and also a headache for all copy editors. It's oh, like, yeah. what's dash, the problem? No yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just a nightmare for copy editors. It's a good name for a clothing <laughs> apparel store that Neil and I used to run, but not a great name because we always had to spell it out. We're like, hey, we're selling hats and T-shirts, oh, and we're called T-Wolves. T-Wolves is not the way to abbreviate our team. Um, this is something Jim Peterson's been talking about for a long time. It's hard because um, Kevin Garnett still says T-Wolves. Other prominent media members like Marv Albert and stuff say T-Wolves. And it just doesn't make any sense. Sometimes people ask me why I don't like it. I always cite the Trailblazers. No one calls them the T-Blazers. That's a great that's um, a great point, Neil. You know, that's the main one for me. It's just an unnecessary shortening. If you want to shorten the team name, call us the Wolves, you know? It's that's better. way better, you know. Better it's way, way better than T Wolves, but you never see on our jerseys the front and say T Wolves. No, you've seen it say Tim Wolves. You've seen it say Wolves. There's never been a jersey yeah. that says T Wolves on the front. That's right. So T Wolves is wrong, and I don't appreciate Marv Albert continuing to say it throughout the broadcast. I wish it could somehow be banned. I don't think it ever I, will I be. Even it's like really, how do you do better. it? Like Wolves, Wolves, not Wolves, Wolves, <laughs> like singular Wolf with an S on it. Wolves, Remember Wolves. That's even better than T Wolves. But it's just hard when, you know, national broadcasters are dropping it like hotcakes. T-Wolves have the T-Wolves are the T-Wolves are the T-Wolves. All night long, I'm telling you, T-Wolves, T-Wolves, T-Wolves. And, you know, once again, you said it could be controversial. Some fans are really behind it, but those fans are wrong. And, you know, that's going to happen because fans are dumb sometimes. So if you like T-Wolves, it means that you're not intelligent. That's a hot hot take. I should should dial that back. Cold take. (laughs) Cold take is, if you say T-Wolves, you've probably heard it too many times, but we don't like it, so maybe you could stop saying it, please. There's better ways to refer to it. That's right. That's a cold take. Marv Albert, you get my Wolfie, but it's a shame on you, Wolfie. Don't just please stop saying T wolves. That'd be great. That'd be great. And don't bite sex workers, please. All right, Neil, I got a wolfie. It's a positive one. Oh, I want to give a shout out back in the league, half man, half machine. I got hops like Zach Levine <laughs> on a trampoline. Everyone, he's back <laughs> almost a year out. I liked how uh, you know Zach. Towards ACL against the Pistons, his first game back against the Pistons. Oh, there's a little bit of symmetry to that. That's right, your it. boy Zach Levine back playing for the Chicago Bulls, doing well for himself. We got nothing in our hearts but love for former Timberwolves. We have a segment called "Get to Know an Old School, Better Know an Old School Wolf." So we're all about former Wolves. We track them, we love them. Just because you're not on our team anymore doesn't mean that you've left our hearts. And so uh, we're big fans of former Wolves here. And it just does my heart good to see Zach Levine succeeding. I want nothing but the best for him and Chris Dunn. And, you know, we've always been Bulls fans from childhood. You know, we grew up, we lived in Illinois for a bit as kids uh, during the Jordan era. So you can't get away from that. If you live in the Illinois, the Chicagoland area during... In the 90s. Yeah, yeah. you became a Bulls fan. So Neil and I have always had a fond spot in our hearts for the Bulls. And, uh, you know, we just love the heck out of those two players. So I'm very happy to see Zach. Zach Levine back and doing well. And, you know, Zach, I don't know how many Wolfies you'll get anymore. You, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if they give out bullies. but uh, uh, <laughs> Weekly you, bullies. Yeah, we got, we got a weekly Wolfie for you, Zach. Uh, happy to see you doing well. And I just hope that, you know, by this time next year, we're talking about how you're going to be in the slam dunk contest again because your hops are so good. Yeah, hopefully you can get a nice deal. I'm inter- interested to see who pays him this summer. Yeah. You know? Uh, He'll be a restricted free agent for the Bulls, so... Uh, you know, it's going to be tough. We talked about how the cap situation is not great for free agents this summer. Yeah. The Bulls can probably lowball him or at least match any offer that he gets. Yeah. So I imagine he'll be back on the Bulls, but, you know, I'm cheering for him to get money, get paid. You know, he's going to do good stuff with it, like when he donated his slam dunk winnings to a deaf school in Minnesota. 
he's done great things, and yeah, excited to have him back Just in the kid. league. And it's cool that we get you know about thirty games of of Zach Levine before the season's over. So and, you know, it's any athlete. You see the rehabilitation process. It's such a long and gruesome thing. Mm. I would I wouldn't wish anyone to go through it, obviously. And so I'm just happy it's been a long road back to him uh, for him, and it's great to see him playing again. There it is, Weekly Wolfie for Zach Levine. Welcome back, bro. You back? Um, great time to play a game. That's right, everybody. We got games. We always play games here. We're fans of games. This is a brand new game. I've never I've never done this one before, so it's new for me. It's new for you. It's new for Neil. It's called Ball in the Family. And no, I'm not talking about LeVar Ball, Lonzo oh. Ball, any of those balls. That's the Ball family. Last ball week, in the family. Last week we did the Tim Rolls Media Guide quiz. And when I was combing through the Media Guide for fun <laughs> facts, I noticed that a lot of players had family members who played basketball in some capacity. Runs in the family. So I have six questions for you, Neil. I'm going to list the family members and where they played. And you're going to try to name the player, okay? Okay. All right, number one. All Timberwolves players. All Timberwolves players this year. Current Timberwolves players. All current. They are all from the media guide. And it's not Anthony Brown, who also had a a lot of family relations (laughs) with basketball. I was like, you know what? He hasn't played for us yet this season, so not. All right, so here we go, Neil. This player's father, Wilbert, played basketball. Wilbert. Wilbert. Wilbert Played basketball for the U.S. Army National Team during the Vietnam War. (laughs) Wow. The U.S. National Team during the Vietnam War. That's right. Think about, have you ever heard any of the current Wolves being military brats? I have not. I have no idea who it could be. Um, but it's a U.S. Uh, boy. Um, hmm. I know Towns' dad used to play. Um, I think. Yes. Uh, I will guess. Uh, I'll guess Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. Ah. Do you know Carl Anthony Towns' father's name? Um... I don't. Okay, well, it'll come up later, so. I thought you would for sure. We'll talk about it when we get I to guess that. I could guess Carl, but I don't think it's that. He's not a. He's not a we'll talk I about know, it. I don't know. I don't know. All right, the answer is Taj Gibson. Oh, okay. Taj okay. Gibson. Taj is dead, playing. Wow. All right, buckle up. This next one is the most family ties I've ever seen for a basketball player. His brother, JD, J A D E E. His brother, JD, played basketball for Furman University and Mankato State University. <laughs> what? His father, Rob, played basketball at the University of Wisconsin Parkside. His mother, Debbie, was a high school point guard and led Devil's Lake to a North Dakota high school championship. She went on to play at Lake Region State College in North Dakota. His aunt, Darcy Cascades earned two high school state championships at Devil's Lake and was an all-conference guard for the University of North Dakota. His uncle, Al Nunez, was a captain for the Minnesota Gophers basketball in the 1960s. And his cousin, Jared Nunez, was 1997 Minnesota Gatorade Player of the Year and runner-up for Minnesota Mr. Basketball. Uh, Well, hey, it's it's a local one. It's uh, between Tyus and Cole. I'll uh, guess Tyus, please. Yes! Right, and his, <laughs> I'd even mention his younger brother Trey, who's obviously going to be on his way to Duke, playing in Duke and and the NBA after that. Yeah. All right, Neil. This next question, two-parter. His father Ronald played college basketball for USC from 1981 to 1985. His sister Asia is a professional tennis player. I think this one is Carl Anthony Towns. Is it Carl Anthony Towns? Mm. 
<laughs> oh, wait, it's Shabazz, isn't it? It is Shabazz. Uh, you, got it. you got it. I thought the tennis thing would tip you off. I did. We have talked about Asia, the tennis thing. Yeah. For some reason, I immediately thought towns for that. But yeah, Shabazz. All right, these next ones will be a little easier for you. His brother played two seasons in the NBA. And his father, Sean, played at Missouri and Boston University, where he was coached by Rick Pitino. Oh, wow. Um, I can tell you the brother's name, but it might give it all the way. Uh, <laughs> give me the brother's name. Marquise. Marquise. Ah! Um, he was drafted by the Bulls at the very late end of the first round. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Marquise Teague. Uh, Remember Marquise Teague? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Played oh, Marquise it. was drafted by the Bulls. Yep. So, I see. I thought you meant uh, this player was drafted no, by the Bulls. No, I'm sorry. Should've, okay. Just specified. So his father yeah, played wow. for Rick Pitino in college, and his wow. brother played two seasons in the NBA. Wow. Amazing. All right. This next player, I can give you the father's name, but I'm just going to say it without it first. Father played at basketball at Monmouth. Monmouth. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole. That's it. That's the only relation. But I'll tell you the father's name. I think it might give it away. Yeah. Father's name is Carl. Oh, it is Carl Towns. Carl Towns. Finally, he's there. I guess. That's why he goes. Time, I guess. That's why he goes by Carl Anthony. Is because he didn't want to have the same name as his father, his father Carl Towns. Carl. So he yeah. Carl Anthony. Yeah. Did Somehow I kind of side. Yeah. All right. You know, final question. I can tell you once again. I'm, I'm going to leave the father's name out of it, and if you need it for a hint, I'll give it to you. Okay. His father played collegiately at Florida State and for six seasons in the NBA with Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia. His mother, Marita, was a track star at FSU and competed for Canada in the 84 and 88 Olympics. It's uh, young Andrew Wiggins. That's right. Mitchell Wiggins, teammates with our boy, Jim Peterson. Yeah. I NBA <laughs> relations there. Uh, Wiggins, uh, or Peterson has talked about Mitchell Wiggins, I think, recently even. That's right. Uh, or he talked about on the Zach Lowe podcast, I think, talking about how, you know, they're talking about Houston or something like that and how yeah. he's in a famous play or something. So Yeah, he's routinely in the stands. We see him all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cheering for his son. So Amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that's the ball you know, in the family. Ball in the family right wow, there, everybody. So many. Learned a few things. And once again, you know You learned all those from the media guide? All those were in the media guide. And once wow, again, once the media again. guide didn't even name the up and coming player that uh, everyone will be talking about. Trey Jones is my man. Trey Jones. That's right. He loves list. he loves Trey Jones. Butler loves Who Trey doesn't? Jones. Who doesn't? Great. Thank you for the game. That'll do it for our show this week. Um, real quick, we gotta give some shout outs. We gotta shout out to Canis Hoopus for yeah, they let us having have us, us aboard every single week. They let us post our podcast. I thought they would get sick of us by now. Yeah, and now we're doing more. As Scott mentioned earlier in the show, make sure you check out Wolves Cast Digest. I'll be coming to you weekly on Thursdays on canishoopus.com. Kind of a rundown of uh, links and different things we saw that week that we thought were interesting. Yeah, we got a couple of links about the Wolves. We got a great Maya Moore interview that's featured, a great story about Wayne Ellington. Um, we also have some social media features, both Kat and Jimmy's Instagram posts from after they were selected All-Stars. We have this week's, uh, this week I rated the top 11 All-Star jerseys of all time. Love it. And of course, Jams of the Week, Neil's unmatched matching pairing of uh, hip-hop beats 
with Wolves highlights. You don't want to miss that. Uh-huh. That's been a web feature. I mean, people love it. People love it on Twitter. It's huge. It's huge. So but check yeah, that out. Yeah, we just want to keep things going on Canis Hoopus. Hopefully, you'll uh, join us in the comments over there and just post about whatever you want, really. Just commenting on, uh, you know, what, what we have in the blog entry and, um, you know, whatever's happening in Wolves that week. We want to talk about it, and uh, that's the place to do so. Neil, um, yeah. I'm changing up the trivia point. Okay. So, if you you're for long-time listeners, yeah. I host trivia at Darby's. It's what? the Darby's Pub and Grill. It's a bar. It's right what? next to Target Field Station. I do it every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. It's free to play. There's lots of great prizes. And if you, you should come f- on by. A lot of Wolves cast fr- listeners do come by. And if you you know, if you're listening to this and you want a free point for showing up, you're saying you gotta you gotta draw something. It, it used to be we've gone through several different symbols over there. Okay. Currently it has been if you draw a tree next to your name, mm. you'll get a bonus point, which is huge. It separated the winner from the loser this week. That is how big uh, it can matter. Alright. But this week the pot I'm changing it up. Now draw a basketball next to your team okay draw a little basketball next switch to your it, team name, switch it up and you'll get a point if you draw a tree next to your team name i know that you just listen to us once and you're not listening to us anymore you come on stay by, fresh though. with it it's really fun bring your friends we have several teams of wolves cast listeners and uh you know it's a good time so come on by i'd love to see you there great food great drinks free trivia all right thank you everybody for listening to our show this week we'll be back uh next week with another show and to close us out this week we have uh KG himself shouting out his young pupil Carl Anthony Towns. Hey Cap, man, congratulations, man. To, to one over here, to the young here, you know what it is, my dude. Congratulations. Ain't no going back now. We all stars now. Right. Greatness, my dude. Let's get it. Congratulations, fam. No doubt. Proud of you, fam.